Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Ramble On, the official podcast of the unofficial TV show. Um, uh, we're going to bring in one of my favorite uh, friends and writers in L.A., Rob Weiss, executive producer of Entourage Ballers, who's got about seven new projects he's working on right now. We'll bring him in in a second. But first, Ted Foxman, catch up for two minutes. What's going on? Oh, lots going on. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we've got our uh, we got our sounds first like meeting set. Stone. <laughs> we've, got, we've got our first meeting set in a couple of uh, days. That's right. Ramble got on. a lot going on. Yep, working on scripts and pitches and all you, sorts. You of You read the second things. episode. What did yeah. you think of that? Yeah, it was uh, it was mind, pretty mind blowing that you were able to surpass. I think even what is already an um, unbelievable pilot. I think we've got a, a better second episode. That's exciting because uh, when Weiss comes on, he'll tell you. You know, the pilot pilot's the hardest one because you got to set up a lot of stuff and then hopefully you get rolling. So we did that, but just weird things. I mean, I'm 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 so embarrassed because last night I go to this this Emily Pizza that I go to all the time. Is that the one in Santa Monica? Yeah, it's Santa Monica from New York. Amazing pizza and. <laughs> It's. I don't wear any clothes anymore. Like I have the same four T-shirts, and now we have this merch. So I got a Medellin shirt. I got a uh, um, suit suck shirt. So I didn't even realize like I'm wearing these. And and the guy at the counter at the Emily place is like big entourage fan, huh? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes. And he sees the shirt. He goes, what do you got, like a whole catalog of entree shirts? But he's kind of abusing me and embarrassing oh, me. He was, he was kind of busting your balls about it. Yeah. So, And I kind of like, I, I didn't really tell him that I have anything to do with the show anyway, but it's weird wearing your own like brand is kind of, I don't know, it's either cool or goofy depending on how you it's, feel it's about good. it. Can I, can I jump in? Yeah, jump in. Rob Weiss. Rob Weiss, everybody. No, it needs no introduction. I never, I, I, I never kept any of the entourage gear. None of the rap gear. Because you can't. You can't rock your own shit. You're dude. right. You just can't, man. So I, I should be embarrassed. I always gave it away to uh, <laughs> the ex-girlfriend's family or, or the housekeeper, you know, the crew. Like, people people who would appreciate him wear it, you know? But, yeah. but let's discuss. If somebody who's wear it, slinging though. pizzas in Santa Monica is giving you shit for wearing entourage gear, what's your response? What's the proper response? Say nothing or go... I say nothing because I, 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 I don't. I, I said I, I I'm I'm picking up your attitude, but I actually created the show, so that's why I have a lot of the gear. No, I don't say that because I like to know why. why, why meanwhile, you're you slinging my vintage, slices. Vintage TV is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good line. Why those? First of all, like you got you got your like Three's Company Regal Beagle hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> you know. By the way, that would be a great one. But that you know what? I, I don't know that. Um, I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't know if it's bragging or not bragging. Depends who you are. Obviously, he knew the show, which was cool because he was a younger guy. So that was yeah. nice. But Weiss, I think, was with me back in the day when I put myself on Entourage with Rob. We were in the scene together with Larry Charles and, and Dylan auditioning. But uh, uh, yeah, I went yeah. to Moro's where Rob just went an hour ago, which right. is where we shot the pilot of Entourage. First scene ever was at Moro's. Yeah. But uh, I walked into there the next day after our episode aired and all these girls were like oh my god you were on entourage last night and i was like basically an extra and i was like yeah that was the proudest i was i don't want to be like oh yeah, i created the show and like I, I don't really care about that but i was embarrassed that i wasn't i we did that twice right we did it two. we two did two years, episodes yeah, yeah. the second one i wasn't allowed to speak because we just didn't have it in the, the budget no budget no budget no budget for you to I open your mouth yeah and i kept fucking up the takes like they would say something i'd be like that's right and they'd be like shut the fuck up you know why 
Just shut I, up. I don't yeah. want to uh, uh, keep harping on the show, but I would like Rob to watch it because I think he would appreciate it. But this guy, Nathan, which now I'm... I'm I can't remember out. his last name. I can't remember his last name. The show on HBO called The Rehearsal is so... In I my, never even heard of it. In my opinion, it's so mind-bogglingly brilliant, like Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. But he goes into such detail of insanity, of reality meets this. So long short of it, he was doing like this birthday party for a kid, but it's sort of fake, but it's sort of real. But because of their budgets, at this poor kid's birthday party, none of the extras are allowed to speak. So this birthday party, you're watching these extras mime, like happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. And all the kids there are not allowed to talk. So this poor kid for his birthday is sitting there where all these people are, are silent. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a hybrid. It's uh, scripted, reality. It, it is so hard to even explain it. It. Yeah. it is. He's going to win. Is it British? No, no, he's American Jewish guy, and I think he's like the next Albert Brooks, Larry right. David. He's he's brilliant. It, it's pretty it's pretty great. Yeah, so I I would I would ask you to check it out. So anyway, Rob Weiss has um, I've talked about this on Victory before when he came on Entourage. I do a pilot. I work two years, kill myself to try to figure this thing out. They pick us up for seven more episodes, which means I got to write seven more episodes. I'm like, huh. I have no idea what this show is or where it goes. And they're like, well, you got to hire some, some TV writers. I don't know a single person in the TV business. I'm not joking. So the only person I could come up with is my friend from junior high school, who he might not agree with this, but I think kind of talks like me a little bit. He's a little tougher, but he's funny as hell. And I, I call him up. I go, Rob, I just got this show picked up at HBO. Uh, you want to come work on it with me? And uh, do you remember your response, Rob? <laughs> Well, I said, yeah, I think I was, like, I think I, I think what it was was I was coming off of that, and we've talked about this. I mean, this story is definitely, you know, this story has been told, but I think I'm going to change it up today. Yeah, however, just it goes to try today, to make it, you know, let me like, like, <laughs> let me recreate what happened. Um, I think that, you know, I was, I had another, I worked on another show with a group of guys I knew, and I had such a fucking <laughs> punked. Hor hor yeah, punked. Yeah. But I, you know, when it was supposed to be this kind of like. Loose vibe, help us, you know, find people to punk, and we like your ideas, throw us some ideas, work from the comfort of your home, and it was just a total bait and switch, and it was a miserable fucking experience, <laughs> and frankly, it was pretty pretty demoralizing. At that, that was the Ashton Kutcher uh, Yeah, show? and a Ashton was cool, it wasn't Ashton, it was just some personality shit, and my brother was with me, and... It was very short-lived, but after that, I was like, I don't think I should be, like, working with friends. You know what I mean? I'm like, not in this kind of capacity, but, you know, I, I visited Doug on set when you guys were shooting at Kenny Griswold's, and, you know, I'd known Connolly for years, and I knew Dylan, so I kind of knew a lot of the people. Lev, I knew Mark, so I kind of felt like I was tangentially around it anyway. And, um, you know, you first invited me down to watch a pilot, and I was like, yeah, cool. I'm going to come and watch it. And then, you know, the thought of like, oh, these guys are going to be mean. It's, <laughs> they're going to be really hard on me. And they're going to tell me when and when I can't use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm like, this fucking experience is going to suck. So I talked myself out of going to watch the pilot, right? So then Doug hits me a week later. He's like, I thought you were going to come watch Pilot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to write this thing, blah, 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 blah. And uh, 
And I said, but, I, but I'll come in. And once again, I kind of don't show up, right? <laughs> so he, Doug basically talks to some mutual friends. It's like, I don't understand. This guy, was he a money we don't know about? Because <laughs> he kind of needs his fucking That sounds job. exactly like yeah. Doug. He's like, well, what, 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 what is he doing? You know, I mean, what's wrong with him? And my girlfriend at the time, she, she had been on a soap and she had been let go. So we were kind of like in this weird influx period. And, you know, she really wanted me to do it. And I was like, but she was the reason I did punk. So I was kind of like, you've lost. You. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want to hear any advice out of you. So, um, you know, Doug, I think, called me one final time. And I was like, look, man, I just want to, like, focus on my shit. I just want to write movies, yada, 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 and try to get, like, some little indie going or something. Which, to me, and I'll circle back around to it because it really is the the kind of, the, the best part of the story is the twist at the end. But... According to Doug, I was, he was like, you know, I had said that I just want to get back to Sundance. I want to make another indie, because that's where I had started. I made, like, you know, I was one of the early Sundance kids. I made this New York Street film amongst friends. And it was yeah, let me give a little, like, into that. Yeah, it was before Entourage. So basically, when I, when I came out, I had had, like, and Doug will tell you, a fairly meteoric rise of yeah. success at a very young age. I was 25 with a three-picture deal at Universal bungalow on the lot but i just didn't know how to navigate it and i can't blame the support system i had i just even if it was like if it was a million shrinks were my agents i yeah. don't think they would have been able to cut through the insecurity of a 25 year old yeah from long island who had basically, got a bungalow on the lot yeah, who had basically <laughs> you know embarked on making a short film that turned into a 90 minute indie from his dad's house in Long Island and wound up living in a mansion with like a famous chick and a three picture deal. So the <laughs> the trajectory of it, I think, was just a little outscaled for what I could really what I had the capacity to deal with. But anyway, I told Doug to circle back. I told Doug, hey man, I'm just looking to get back to Sunday. Supposedly <laughs> he says, and I'm not gonna work on your show and I wish you the best of luck with it. You'll make it great, yada yada yada. My girlfriend at the time looks like, you know, there's been a death in the family. She's, <laughs> she's miserable. And she's like, can't you just ask your agent? Can't you just ask your agent? Because I kind of kept her out of the loop. And I'd had this really amazing agent, uh, Leslie Maskin at UTA, even when my career had dipped from the time where, you know, after Amongst Friends to the Entourage days, um, you know, Leslie was always super solid. So I called Leslie. Per the request of my girlfriend. And I was like, my buddy created this show. It's called The Entourage. She's like, of course, got picked up by HBO. I'm like, look, they're interested in having me come on this <laughs> and go work on it. And she's like, well, what'd you say? I was like, well, I said no, because I want to go make movies. And she's like, you're a fucking you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, as, as, in and the you're most fired as my client. Up, no, the most classed up, but supportive, cool way she could say that I was a fucking moron and like, if I do Entourage, that's how you go make the movies. Because she had just made a deal for the Sex and the City director, yada, yada, yada. So now I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe maybe, maybe I fucked up, you know? So and by I, the called way, Doug, yeah, I called Doug back like 30, 30 seconds later. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm in. I'm going to come in. He's like, you just said you want to go make the deal. I'm like, no, no, no. And then that that turned into another whole thing. Yeah, did he, was he like, who is this guy? First I told him to bring in the pilot. Now he's not coming in. Then he tells me I he's went not in, doing I it. Went now he's in, telling me he is watched doing it. it, sat down with him and Lev. Then I sat down with Larry. The tricky thing became HBO, um, you know, because HBO only really had Amongst Friends to go off of, and for whatever reason, they just, you know, the Amongst Friends has some good comic relief, but but it was dramatic. Ultimately, it was a drama, so that that was kind of the issue. But just to give full 
color to the story. A couple of things. Rob and I have such similarities in that we usually say no to things first, whether it's insecurities or whatever. But not, not over the last ten years, all I did was say fucking yes, and, and I got exhausted from doing it, and I took too many flyers on too many jerk offs and things <laughs> that just projects that don't go and people that are full of shit. Now I'm back to just saying no to everything. I'm like, no. <laughs> so no, maybe no. it was right to say no, but at, people ask all the time. Where did the Billy Walsh character come from? It came 1 million percent from Rob. That doesn't mean Rob is, is really like that character, but it came from that. But Rob and I have both had similarities. And look, when Mark and Lev brought Entourage to me, the first thing I said was no. And like right, Rob right. at the time, I was completely unemployed. It's not like right. I had 15 yeah. other offers come so, in. What but drove I, well, the, the old, like, it's weird because you kind of like, you go through these cycles of, um, fuck man was like being like overly precious right yeah. it's like you'll have times where you go oh you know what i could afford like to do something shitty if need be and i'm not saying because i know you never would and i never would like phone it in i've never seen you hack out anything at least not when we did entourage i together. do it now i, I haven't it. yeah i haven't seen the new show <laughs> yet i haven't seen the show <laughs> but so but but i know on entourage you never hacked anything out and it was, it was painstaking always to to just get shit right so that people can look at it and go god that looks easy right yeah which is the key they look at all these shows and they go like oh i could write that i'm not <laughs> yeah. even a writer and i could write that yeah. too i actually have to sit down and fucking write it yeah but um yeah i think that you know it, it it's tricky because when you look at things from the onset you try to put yourself into the the creative process before you've even engaged right and that's never a particularly great setup, you know. If if I if that's what I did when I was young, which is why I couldn't pull a trigger on a movie, right? It was like I'd get close, and then I'd be like, "Oh, dude, this doesn't make sense. This movie sucks. I'm gonna pull it off." Like I had fucking movies that people want to make, and I'm like, "No, no, no, it's not ready. I'm take it back." Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And that is the Billy Walsh, overly precious, overly self-aware, analytical, you know insane person you know fortunately i had enough dough to throw down on a good 14 year run of therapy <laughs> and i worked through maybe an eighth of my problems and you know and that was the eighth that matters because now i can function as part of society <laughs> but know? it is an interesting thing because yeah. people talk about that whether it's in entertainment or sports you need right. you need both which rob has in spades the talent you also need the mindset that can get you through a lot of these things that that both of us had that, that held us back. But Rob, just again, to give the background so you understand it, we went to junior high school together in Long Island. Um, and Rob, I made a little short film called The Pitch, which became as successful, I think, as a short film could be. And I kind of thought like I had, I had made it. And then Rob made Amongst Friends, which honestly is one of the 10 movies of the last decade that exploded so much at Sundance that it was, at least for a moment, life-changing. And Rob was photographed by Annie Leibovitz, one of the biggest photographers wow. of the world, put in Vogue magazine. Barry yeah, Levinson. I was, in Vogue, I was in Vogue twice, man. So you're I, like the, the up-and-coming new star there. No, I was the guy, man. Bruce Weber shot me for Vogue. Annie Leibovitz shot me Barry for Vogue. Barry Levinson put you in a, in a movie in with Jimmy Joe Hollywood. Pesci. Yeah, yeah. And, and, no, I was... I, uh, Jimmy Hollywood. Oh wow! And then Rob. Every time, every time I'm on the precipice of absolute ruin and destitute, I remind myself that I've been blessed to be the, um, like the focus of two New York Times 
Sunday Arts and Leisure articles, right? And and then I say, I go, is that really possible <laughs> that I could end up homeless in a box? Is that really <laughs> is that really how this shit plays out? They do these pieces on you, and then the third piece is like, you know, look at him now. Yeah, I'm living like you know behind this building on Beverly because. But it is funny because we both have that same kind of fear-based thing that does kind of motivate us and because it's us fucking back a it's bit. fucking real. Listen, I mean, I'm gonna tell a story without saying any names. I had. I mean, this is fucking nuts. I'm walking through <laughs> Larchmont with my son, past a homeless cat. He's sitting there. I don't, I'm, you know, not that I'm a scumbag and I'm like just totally oblivious, but mildly scumbag and a little bit oblivious. I'm walking past a yeah, hey, Weiss, and I look down, and it's a fucking dude I know who's been in big movies, who is married to a famous chick, and he's fucking homeless. And I'm like, what the fuck oh. are you doing? Doug's whole life just flashed before yeah. his eyes. Yo, yo, he was in shit, and he was married to a famous chick, and he's a photographer, and it freaked me the fuck out. And I see him all the time, and then my kid was like, I saw you yesterday when I was here with my mom. And he was like, yeah, you got you got the pretty mom, and I saw you that you waved at me, and I smiled to you. Like, he, my kid likes him, so there's like, now whenever we go there... I'll be like, yo, you want to go have coffee, ice cream, me and my kid? And I just break him off like a Humvee or something. You know, it's like, but it's fucking sick. Drugs? So. Drugs? No, he's like, nah, man, no drugs. He's like, I just I just lost everything. And I'm just like. You know, it really is. And it's, it's look. That's got to be some something going on there. It's part God, of. No fucking. It's you part of the lesson, on? though, for scary, both bro. of us. Because I think there is a time. And, and it's both artistic preciousness like you said but it's also fear and and fear holds a lot of people back in this town and even what you were saying with entourage i'm calling you up and going rob do you want to do this show and in your head you're debating whether you well, want to so, do so it so let me let me let me just circle back to that real quick so because there's a couple great things out of that so basically i we we go through and i don't want to bore everybody because I've told this fucking story a hundred times. Believe right? me, there's new I'm crowds. Sure, I'm sure a lot of people, basic, including myself, I So basically, here's the funny shit, right? <laughs> the funny shit is they say, we're going to get you this meeting at HBO. I have to go <laughs> sit with this woman, Sarah Condon, Jada Miranda. Jada, like, later, we would become close, and we did How to Make an American Together. So, But at the time, I didn't know her, and Sarah Condon, I really never got to know. No. Um, so I have to go meet them. I hadn't really had an executive meeting like that in a minute. And I was like, well, what are they going to want to know? And Doug's like, don't tell them anything. Just be cool. Just be, cool. Just be fun. Like, get I told them, don't I told, say a yeah, fucking word. Like, I told them you're one of the funniest people I know. Just be funny and be cool. Meanwhile, I'm fucking paranoid. So I write out a whole list of ideas. I start telling them the list of ideas. And I'm like, yo, the guys go whitewater rafting. Guys go to Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Turtle wants to be a samurai. <laughs> that was my Quentin Tarantino <laughs> reference, right? And you gotta remember, this is this is this is post-pilot pre-show. So there's still a little bit of open terrain to do shit with. And you can interpret the way you want to interpret, right? So I go in to meet with them and I don't know, you guys obviously have video, but like I just remember Sarah Khan just looking at me like this, you know, and the arms crossed thing, you know, it's just definitely, <laughs> definitely intimidating, right? And so, you know, pleasant conversation, and, and they're like, do you have any ideas? And, you know, and, and I'm just like, well, of course I do, right? So I do the one <laughs> thing Doug tells me I do, and just pull out the piece of paper, and <laughs> oh, I start going, start going through all this shit. And everything's cool, because a lot of the shit was cool ideas, and they flagged the turtle as a samurai. <laughs> but they don't say anything. It's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, this is great, this is great. That night, I get a call, and... 
I hear Doug and Lev talking. They would call me a conference as I answer. I mean, it's back in the day of fucking home lines. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like kibitzing. I'm like, I'm, th- I'm assuming it's, you know, it was a great meeting. It's good vibes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they were like, Doug's like, Toto wants to be a samurai. Toto wants to be a samurai. He's like, what the, the fuck, fuck is wrong with you? And Lev's like, yo, we had this done. We had it done. <laughs> You ruined it. And I'm like, what? what? Now it's like I'm in this position. I didn't even want this fucking job. And we go. Yeah, now now I'm like in there. Like, yeah, now I'm in there. Like, we're going to get this job. So basically, he's like, um, he's like, yo, you, this is Lev, not, not Doug. He's like, you, you got to go write two scenes for the show. <laughs> and I'm like, HBO wants me to write. He's like, right now. You know, it's like 10 o'clock on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> he's like, get to go write two scenes for the show. And I go, HBO wants to read a couple scenes he's like it's not for hbo it's for me because i think you're a fucking moron do you remember he that goes, he goes i think you're a fucking yeah, he moron wrote, he wrote rosh hashanah i wrote i wrote the the yom kippur and they wear the beanies and the, the club was dead they were all in sunset marquee and then i wrote a thing where the guy from like incubus gives vince a gun right as a gift in like the, in the back bungalow of it. and everybody's like all right he's great he's great he's great and then ultimately it was doug like you know, all this hype was made out of we don't want Rob. And I think that was coming from that Sarah uh, Sarah woman. And it, meanwhile, she's probably fucking huge. I don't know. What is she running Amazon now or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to find this out when I all of a sudden, I, like, I my lo- pitch means canceled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't even know she was still in the business. I was like, oh, four. I I lo- look, I yeah. love I love Sarah to death. But Sarah said at one point when I was writing the pilot. Yeah, you didn't years, want to see Vince, right? Well, she just well, wanted to see that, feet. That was a whole other thing. But she said. We didn't hire you because we thought you were funny, but at least we thought there were going to be a couple of laughs in this script. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember that. She was just, okay. I, I don't she, really know her personally. I it's love just her. The, it's I just process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not shit. But what I want to say, level. I want you to keep going, but what I want to say about the process is we start out with like, Rob, please come work with us. Please come work with us. You finally get your girlfriend to convince you. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to put you through the, the Right, ringer. I'm going through the fucking, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm being put through all the, the hurdles of it, right? So basically, I write those scenes. You guys like it you have this big meeting with Karen Strauss yeah who is uh was, was president, was at, the president time at the time right responsible for game and of you Thrones, went in and she field. wanted you to hire the two cousins I won't say who they are but you remember the cousins no uh, I don't I, I'll give you hints bang bang Holy shit, I have no idea who we're talking okay, about. I'm wh- losing what it. goes bang bang? A gun. <laughs> Look, he's still oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. remember even yeah, yeah, I'll tell, that was a great story too. But anyway, so fucking um I will like playing password. I'm no, like, but you know what? It's, it's I'm like, but like the story you're bullets. saying though is so Done. but the story you're saying is so interesting because it is the reality behind the scenes of what goes on in this town and why it's important that you you never know where your friends are going to end up because the reality is is I'm never getting this gig without Lev. You're never getting this gig without me. Right, right, and, right, right. And it's if true. we it's don't true, come though. together, it's well, like... Well, that was, that was the amazing thing about Entourage. Like, um, you know, if you really looked at it, everybody involved in it needed it. 
Connolly wasn't going to act anymore, you know? Like, <laughs> Which is right where we are. Right, right, we are again. Adrian, Adrian hadn't clicked. Piven yeah. was like in his boy, you know, his boy's shadow, his whole career. Everybody yep. kind of needed. Yeah. You and me 100% needed that yeah, shit, yeah. both oh, yeah. of us in a big way. Um, so it, it was it was a it was a wild game changer. But anyway, so yeah, so you went and met with Carolyn, and she wanted you to hire those two cousins, and you're like, all right, and you're like, I just want Rob Weiss, and she's like, yeah, no problem. And it all, and then all of a sudden, like all the obstacles, the insurmountable obstacles, were just like, what obstacles? Yeah. Well, man. then we know what the next obstacle was. Oh, now we got to come up with seven more of these things. But yeah, you know, yeah. it is so funny because of course. I know Rob, you know, my whole life, essentially. And I know how funny he is. And I know the way I look at him is, is similar to how I write. We're going to write lines that are memorable. You know, we're going to do it together, separately, whatever it is. But I remember, and, and Rob's contributions are, are limitless to the show, but I can remember back to everybody always asks, where did you come up with, like, drama steals the batteries from the remote control at Jim, at the radio station to use in his, in his razor to um, shave his, you know, shave his pubes? Oh, you know what, dude? And that was, but that was like, so I don't remember the battery part of it all. That, we that was your just, idea, bro. No, the shaving the nuts was because I had that crazy experience with, um, Andrew Left and Mark Turkowitz. You know both those guys, obviously. Obviously, two close friends. So I, I like, I had never. You shaved the nuts? No, I had never <laughs> shaved my own nuts. This is going back, by the way. Like, I'm all about fucking grooming, but at the time, this is like 25 years ago. I don't think yeah, I've been I never. I, yeah, there was nobody. I didn't, to my knowledge, nobody manscaped. Well, I wasn't by the like way, doing anything. I was the married and guy, then, and Weiss was like the living the younger life, and that's why I'm saying when he came up with the manscaping thing, which is 2005, I didn't know what he was well, talking about. He came from them because I, I was going through a breakup with the girl that I was like living with when I, you know, the first And the left first the turk shave your nuts? No, but like one of them <laughs> said somehow in conversation it came up like, I don't remember who bought it the first I think it was like left said something like you don't, you don't <laughs> trim your balls and he, 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 I was like no and he's like no he's like well, maybe that's your problem he's like what's yeah he was like what's wrong with you and then I asked Turk Turk was there came showed up and I was like bro you, you trim he's like yeah everybody trims what's wrong with you <laughs> and then in my head I go maybe that's why my relationship's not working <laughs> but, I, but I was again again I was like 28 you know the logic of shit you know it's crazy but that just always stayed well me. what so I what I it. can tell you is I remember because I remember look I do I know that Rob's going to work out on this show? Do I know that I'm going to be able to write any more episodes after the pilot? I had no idea, but I believed in you and I did have to say to Carolyn, I believe in this guy and let's make it happen. And I remember which you may have forgotten it. When you came up with drama, stole those batteries and we used them for later. I thought it was such in what I wanted to do with Entourage, the details are everything. And yeah, everyone yeah, can talk sure, about, sure. oh, the plot. Somebody even wrote to me yesterday, oh, here's the plot of Entourage. Good shit happens, bad shit happens, and everything works out. It's yeah, not it's the, the moments, point. man. It's, it's, the the it's the friendship. It's the moments. And it, drama it's the stealing batteries from that remote yeah. I thought was so yeah. genius. Bro, and I've never, I have never seen Entourage. Beyond the airing of the episode. Right. So the episodes would you mean air. You've never gone back and watched any? No. Wow. So a girl, a girl I was hanging with like a year ago, started referencing something from an episode. 
the <laughs> one with the with the trans woman and the mayor. The mayor, yeah. Right. And what's crazy is my buddy, I think, had a baby with that actress. I think it's the same actress. I'm not positive. But I watched that episode. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. Because it's the first time I, I'd seen an episode literally in like 15 years. I don't know. I don't it's I don't wild. watch any of it. Like I think I don't think I've ever watched a Ballers episode again. I watched one episode. You watch Amongst twice. Friends ever? I haven't seen Amongst Friends in 20 years. Which, by man. the way, is I would, so... I would fucking lose my mind. It's so insane that, that you can't find it, because it no, really it is. I've it's never on, seen it. it. No, it's on... Um, people hit me all the time. People are watching it on one of these streaming things called... Um, I don't think it's Roku, Vivo, like one of Freebie. these things. What is it? Freebie. No, it's on something, though, but it's like, hey, man, I can't find State of Grace either, you know what I mean? You're right. State so, of Grace you know, is an amazing like, movie. When, when, Sean I, can Penn, start, when yeah. I can start finding every movie I'm looking for and I can't find mine, I'll trip the fuck out. But in the meantime, and, there's a lot of great and, street and, films. And, and, and I'm going senile. The director who Rob and I both wanted to be when we were... Uh, State of Grace director? Yeah, what, Phil Juano. Phil Juano, yeah. who did uh, Three O'clock High and did oh, Rattle and Hum yeah, awesome. and was supposed to be the next Scorsese. I, yeah. I don't even know where he is now. but he's. I was supposed to grab lunch with them like pre-pandemic we were setting something Tubi. up so Tubi it's on Tubi that's where yeah. it's at you can watch yeah. you can stream it on Tubi yeah, so you were supposed going, to see Juano? Yeah, we were supposed to grab lunch with him. Some we called them for something. I can't remember the process. Well everyone should if you can see amongst friends because first of all you can feel it is a drama but you can feel the dialogue that Rob and I grew up with the way we kind of talked and that was you know some people would look at that movie and go oh this is a, a false facade of Long Island Long Island is a bunch of rich Jews and this and that yeah it's not yeah. <laughs> the, that movie is an accurate portrayal even though you know the neighborhood that it's presented in is a somewhat wealthy enclave well, it but was but that was the point of it right is that you could have money and still behave badly but i mean do you need more like proof than but we also everything you see every day now you know? but we it's also like, know yeah. that we grew up with a lot of people even in that money i mean rob and i had a, had a mutual friend we won't mention his name but i mean it doesn't matter what's he gonna do to us but you know at my 25th reunion i ran into him and I said, you're not going to cause any trouble tonight. Cause, and he was a friend, but he was a tough guy in my high school. He's like, come on, I've changed. And six months later, he was arrested for five murders and now he's doing life. And oh, yeah. Rob guy, was a yeah. friend to him too, sort of. Uh, well, I knew You him. had reason I, I to ask. Him. No, I knew him like, I, again, that was tangential to the other guy who I don't mention. But I don't mention <laughs> the, I don't mention the other guy because... You know, I'm worried. I, I fear of repercussion. Yeah, for you guys have a name. lot of people in your back. I don't mention his to... fucking name because I don't want to give him the respect of letting that name come yeah. out of my so mouth. So that was that was a mutual good friend of yeah. Rob and I, who's dead to both of us. But you know, our our but our childhood, we grew <laughs> like up the friends who are actually legitimately dead. Yeah, yeah, which there are some of those too. Yeah. But our, our we grew up. In the Goodfellas world, I mean, and Rob of said, course. and and Goodfellas said it. Jews living next to Italians, like blah right. blah blah, and you know, some of the Jews were actually closer to, you know, mobsters than some of the Italians. What do you mean? Were, but... I had a Genovese Capo once told me, behind every successful Italian is a Jew. <laughs> told me that, man. I you wonder. If I, that's maybe true. he was just trying to flatter me. I don't know. But also, we had, you we know, we had some tough Jews though as well. You know, yeah. I don't. I mean, you oh, were sure, man. What do you mean? A lot of them are out here with us now. Yeah. You know? So, so no, it was. I think amongst friends was authentic, and I think the, the you know, the the key to the entourage success also was authenticity. Yeah. You know, and I mean. Um, you always had great perspective on how the business worked. Certainly Levinson did being inside the business. Wahlberg was a great model for not, and I'm not saying that the show is based on him, but the career stuff, yeah. it's easy to see how that shit went. 
Um, and you know, we all we all had our crews of guys, so we understood for lack of better terminology, that kind of bro culture, you know, our own codes with one another and the things that are important. I think what people miss is when, you know, particularly in in guys kind of programming, right, things that are geared more toward men, you know, is when you look at it and you go, man, like, guys, the guys don't do guys like that. They don't act like that. Yeah, yeah they don't they don't interact like that. You know what I mean? Like the dynamic that was set up for Entourage very early on with Vince being the dad, E being kind of the de facto mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Turtle the spoiled teen. Yeah, kind of having that, you go like, yeah, I see how this this dynamic functions, the functionality of it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you know, more now than ever, you know, when you're kind of doing those you know, pieces about, like, communities. You want to be able to understand people's part in the dynamic, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, but I, but I think that is, you know, Rob and I, we have friends. Uh, in fact, one of your good friend's sister just texted me 10 minutes ago. So, but, you know, we have friends for 45 years that have been around us, and, yeah. and you know, and, and I think friendship's very important to us, and that's what the show was. So um, I want to get into, you know, uh, some other... You want to talk about pregnancy and the baby uh, stuff? Yeah. So Weiss is another one, uh, or old man with we a young child. We tapped the curtain so. on it for us. So, yeah. But uh, no, what I want to talk to you about a little bit before we get into... Rob was actually catfished, which I want to, since we talked about the Manti Teo thing, we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to talk I, a little I bit... I was of, not successfully catfished, though. Couple weeks. It was fucking three days. It wasn't a couple weeks. Well, I was uh, a three day. But but first off, the, the, the catfish shit never ends, dude. Like I mean, it's it. There's so much of it online, even still. That's insane. That I that I. All right. Well, let's get it. into your catfish yeah. story since you want to jump in it because yeah. what I remember is I went through your divorce with you, and I remember you being far more emotionally depressed over this three day catfish than the divorce. No, no, so, that's not true. You see, very... I'll go with you because it's funny. Like, <laughs> like if you want, you should have, you could have teed this up before I got here. Uh, you know what I mean? Because now I'm just keeping it real, but that's not true. All but, right. So let's get yeah. to the real story. As no. I, um. So I and as I told you outside and. I'm, I'm try to explain these things without mentioning the specifics of who they were, but I had had a girlfriend that was the subject of a catfish, right? So somebody had used her name, her likeness, and pretended to be her to bilk $300,000 out of men. Whoa. Yeah, and a puppy. $300,000 and a puppy. She was a young girl from a good family. She built people out of puppies? Right, like, <laughs> yes, so I got one puppy. She was a good, the girl I was dating was a good girl from a good family in Newport, successful model. Random, like, people started coming up to her on the street in front of her family, like, hey, it's me. I sent you $10,000 to get you back from the Maldives. Like, crazy shit. FBI got involved. They tracked the person oh. to Ohio. They tracked down this guy in an apartment complex in Ohio arrested him, you know, obviously a guy with a high voice, right? High-pitched voice. Arrested him. He did three years in prison. When I started dating her, she was like, you should know that I had this experience. And there's articles online about it, this and that. So she had shown me the movie Catfish, which I thought was insane, because, like, who knew about that shit at that time? Nobody, right? Cut to... Cut to, and again, this is, everything changes when you have fucking FaceTime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything changes now. Yeah, yeah. But. There was I, none then. 
Right, there was yeah. none then. There's none of that shit. I mean, I guess yeah, everything you, was a still. You could photo. conceivably meet a girl, be like, "Hi, would you like to download Skype?" Like, <laughs> and run the risk of yeah. sounding like just a fucking creeper. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it was really weird. Somebody didn't reach out to me. What had happened was, was at the time I had Twitter. I don't have Twitter now. Twitter to me just seems like the scariest fucking app in the entire <laughs> world. If you have a big mouth, it just it just seems like death. So I don't I don't use it. But at the time, I was using Twitter. And I saw somebody had followed me on Twitter, and I recognized the name. And I was like, oh, I think that's this. And it's so fucking funny, man. Even driving here, knowing that we're going to talk about this. I was like, what was this chick's name? And it was like, I remember when it all came out. I was like, oh, shit, that's two designers. It was like, like, yeah, yeah, it was like, you know, like Chanel Versace or something (laughs) like it was like <laughs> Goyard Saint Laurent. You know, it was just so fucking so weird. So, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway, like I saw that this person started following me on Twitter. And I'm like, oh man, I think that's this like cute girl that's also on my Facebook. So I was like, I all I did was follow her back. And she sent me a message. Hi, Rob. And I was like, hey, we're Facebook friends, right? You're that girl who's in med school at Columbia. And she's like, She's like, yeah, that's me, this and that, blah, 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 small talk, small all talk. Text. All text. This is all, at the time, yeah. it's all okay. it's all gotcha. DM on Twitter, whatever, yeah. that instant message, whatever they have there. And it's super small talk. And I tell her, I was like, oh, my dad just got diagnosed with a brain tumor, which is, which is the important thing. He had actually just had it removed like three, four days before that. So obviously, I'm in a little bit of like- An emotional and, and, vulnerability. I'm not, I don't really get emotionally vulnerable, but, <laughs> but I'm in a little bit of a whirlwind of like shit going on, you know what I mean? But I'm distracted is a better way of saying it. Okay. Like, I don't really look at myself as like the emotional, you know, victimized he's, kind he, of You know what? He's so, like, he's so, plain. I know he was hurt after the sentence. I know. I, I wasn't hurt a lot. Okay. <laughs> so there, he, was, there was zero emotion, but, but it was, it's, it's, it's pure comedy. So, no, not his, the whole story. So basically, um, at, at the time, I was single and, and my date, my dating life was pretty like at that time was was pretty like active so <laughs> i wasn't putting any real stock in it i wasn't like i just got a divorce i'm not out there like looking for the one like i'm just like <laughs> i'm all good man doing yeah. me you know what i mean so we, we're having this small talk and i say oh man i gotta go see my dad he's in the hospital you know he has like um he has something called like hydrocephalus and she goes, oh, that's like so smart. You call it by its clinical name. Most people just say water on the brain. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is that doctor chick who's in med school in Columbia. <laughs> I'm like, that's all the fucking proof I need right there, right? As good so, as a diploma. Right, so she's just like, you know, she's like instant messaging me. I'm going to like Cedars. I'm meeting up with my brothers, this and that. At some point, I'm like, look, just just text me. You know what I mean? Let's just move the shit to the cell phone, right? So she started to party back then. I probably had a fucking BlackBerry. I don't even know if I was. I had an iPhone yet. I don't even remember the year. But um, oh, it's my my dad died like eleven years ago. So pre death. So this is how far back it is, right? So, so um, she starts like texting me, you know, bullshitting, bullshitting. She's sending pictures, you know, like normal pictures, you know, no news, nothing racy, nothing crazy. But even then, I'm kind of like flagging. I'm like. Oh, like she looks so good in this angle, but like in this angle, she looks like a different person. <laughs> but I'm like not putting the pieces together. And I'd already had a girlfriend who was part of this catfish thing. I just should have done it, but I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna keep going with it. So I'm texting all day with the girl. This is like all through a Friday. 
Um, Saturday, text, text, text. I go to a party on Saturday night, and she's hitting me up, and it's late at night. And I'm like, yo, just call me. So now I move it from, like, the text to the phone calls. She calls me. I'm driving back from Bel Air or, like, to my house in the hills. Chat, chat, chat. I literally (laughs) fall asleep on the phone, like, talking to this girl. Like, we have, like, a three-hour conversation. And I'm like, she's cool as fuck. But I'm like, man, she keeps using all this vernacular, like, at a gossip girl and shit. (laughs) It's so weird, like, this terminology she uses, you know? But she's cute and she's smart and she's funny. It just didn't feel very very med school to me, right? So come Sunday, she's like, look. I told her, I said, look, I'm getting ready to write this script of the bunny of mine. And on Sunday, she's like, you should come to New York and you should write the script here. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, I hear you. She's like, yes, my parents, like, oh, and her family's obviously very wealthy. So, <laughs> since she's fictionalized, there's, no point, there's no point in that making them poor. Yeah, why, would they, why would they not? Why would the dad not be running a billion dollar fund? <laughs> it's all make believe anyway, right? It's not real fucking money. Who gives a shit? So she's like, no, no, we have a lot of property. We have an empty townhouse. You and your friend can use the townhouse. And I'm like, holy shit, this might be dope. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> this is the greatest fuck. relationship ever. Yeah, I'm like, I'll go to New York for like a month, hang with this chick, you know? I'm like, and just like, you know, I, so I hit my writing partner on this particular project. <laughs> and he's a little like on the spectrum. And he's just like, oh, you know, like, which New York kind of shit? You know? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, the fuck with New York back east, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> so he's like, he's down to do it. Um, you know, he, he's down to go. So I'm like, cool, Monday my assistant shows up, and I'm like, look, bro, see, like at the time I was riding motorcycles like every day, so I was like, see if you could rent me a bike in New York. <laughs> like, I'm really making this move, man. I'm set to go to New York for like a month, you know? So, fucking <laughs> and I'm in a good mood, and I like her. Like, my conversations with her great. She's sharing, like, details of, like, why the family moved from Virginia to Manhattan because somebody passed away and drowned in the family pool. <laughs> and I'm on the phone like, oh, baby, that's terrible. Keys I'm so if you sorry. want to catfish anyone. Billions, drownings, drama, yeah. and knowing some medical terminology. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was layered. It was a, it was a multi-layered, like, three-day <laughs> love affair. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking, so, so basically, Monday comes. I'm making this plan to go to New York. Our former friend shows up <laughs> in my house, and he catches wind from me and the guy I'm writing with. We're all hanging out, and he's like, "I understand you're going to New York. Well, what is this?" And I go, "Yeah, that girl I met. They got an empty like townhouse. They got put us <laughs> up. We're gonna go there, right? We're getting motorcycles. We're gonna live, bro. We're gonna live. You know, what I mean? we're just fucking living." So uh, he's like. What's this person's name? <laughs> this and person. I was, That's yeah. my girl. What do you mean this person? Yeah. No, the love of my life. Cab, but like, <laughs> I was like, I, t- I tell him, right? And he's like, I can't remember if he looked up. Like, he, he, he's a sneaky cat, this guy we be <laughs> friends with. He's got, like, you know, databases on his thing. He can do research. <laughs> like, he's really, like, he's a strange guy, you know? So <laughs> he's, like, looking her up. He's like, what's the father's name? The fun? Like, oh, shit. He's like, basically, look. He's like... Call her and tell her to send a picture of her holding up a sign that says, Hi, Rob. <laughs> the most basic thing, right? And I go, yeah, no problem, right? 
Yeah, because proof so, of life has already yeah, come I'm to the like, box office. I'm like, yo, baby. What's up, baby? <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, babe. What's up, babe? Right? Shmoopy. Like, What's up, yeah, Shmoopy? Hey, hey. She's like, she's like. Oh, you're Shmoopy. I'm like, listen. I'm like, can you send me a, I'm like, yo, can you send me, send me a pic? Hold up the sign that says, hi, Rob. She's like, of course. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go, she said, of course. And I send it right now. Right? And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Literally two minutes goes by and she's like, hey, I'm not going to send it. I don't like the way I look. And it was just on. It was like, <laughs> who the fuck are you, right? And it starts going into the three of us on speaker with this woman. Like, oh, what's the address of the townhouse? She's like, it is blah, 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 da, 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 da. And then, like, homeboy, our ex-friend, would, like, looking up, he'd be like. Against property like, records? No, he, yeah, he looked up. He, I swear to God, this is true. He goes, oh, that was bought two years ago by a Chinese screenwriter for 2.2 million. <laughs> By the way, it might not even be a woman. You yeah. saw the Manti Teo right. doc, so right? I have no I, bro, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know what it was, right? So it was like, Rob, you have to trust me. I am who I say I am. And I'm like, what? I, at this point, I'm dying of laughter because it's so fucking disturbing. That I go, what were you going to do if we came to New York? <laughs> I go, I'm, I mean, really, the question is what I was, what was yeah. I going to do, not what was she going to do? Because she clearly wouldn't have shown up. But I'm like, what are you, like, in some basement in Brooklyn? Like, who are you? I'm like, well, well, I would have got there. We never would have met you. We would have nowhere to go. Like, I'm like, the whole thing was so crazy, so crazy and insane. But she's like super apologetic. Like it's not what you apologetic. think. No, she's like it's not what you think. You have to trust me. You have to trust me. And I'm like, yo, dude, like lose my number, right? Next morning I wake up, and I have like a text that's like an arm length about how her dad's in business with the cartels <laughs> and the CIA, and it's all a secret. Oh, and I'm God. like, oh my lord, man. But everything was a lie. Like, we'd look up the dad's name and the fund he supposedly had. He doesn't exist. So it was just all bullshit. All right. So how my brain works, whether it's proper or not, and you yeah. will see this in the Is new show. Is that I was really hurt. I remember, I yeah. swear to you, and I'm not saying. Not just hurt. I'm not saying it's true or not. That I went to therapy. Maybe I've changed it. No, I remember you telling me. I could be wrong. I could have changed this in well, my creative brain. might be just brain. blending two stories. I remember you telling me that you were really upset about it because you oh. thought you met someone cool. Well, Bro, I meet somebody cool all the time, man. <laughs> Fucking cool people out here all left and right, man. This is right out of Goodfellas, by the way. Yeah. I meet someone cool every night. Yeah. No, there's five months you're talking about women. I'm single again. Eight, there's eight million cool women in my life. Even if they're just friends and homies, there's so many cool people. So there was no man. disappointment. My baby mom is cool. No, no I didn't give a fuck. All right. I didn't give a fuck. I, I, I was more that like, oh, actually, let me try to like really get back into my skin. Yeah, I was probably a little bit bummed. I, I want you to. I remember you telling me it was no, a really actually, good No, actually, I remember feeling like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I needed to scratch deeper beneath the surface. <laughs> you got it out of me, bro. You're a very good director. You're a very you good director. You are very good. And by the way, the way I, you pulled out. You know what? You. I do remember I had a vague image of myself from outside my body. Me standing in front of my house going like this, like, who am I? See, the real thing yeah. is Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob and I both are, you know, we both are creative storytellers. So I No, I mean I'm sure it's you sucked, might, it you might have told it wasn't me wasn't life changing. But you might have told me. I a probably story felt that worse that I was a sucker. But you might like have that that would that would ego. make me feel worse. Not ego, like I, I probably just didn't Dude. trust myself anymore, like yeah. to re to keep myself how, how safe. Did I, how did I not pick up on yeah. this? But like, to keep myself safe in the world. But also, know? what I'm saying is, creatively, why you're a great storyteller and why you're a great writer is 
you may have told me a story that yeah. exaggerated the comedy, or I may have changed it in my own head. It's hard Dude, to ever know. It was a long time ago. But, I, I, bro, I've, I have an amazing, amazing, uncanny ability of forgetting shit. <laughs> I really do. I'm I bringing just, it back up, though, now. He's going to be weeping by the end of this conversation. Oh, my God, I loved Chanel yeah. Von. Back yeah, in the Chanel, Chanel Von Guess. Yeah, it was like... Chanel it was like, Von Guess. No, it was like Chanel something. She's probably listening to shit. He, he's probably yeah, listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, come by the way, the they, whatever they are, they're all good and everybody's got mental health issues. Well, anyway. No, well, they is, is, I'm not going to get into the whole pronoun thing, but no, he could be, it could be a he. <laughs> it could easily be a he. It could be anything. It could so, be he or she or But they. anyway, yeah. Rob, you're, you're obviously one of the funnier people I, I know. That's why I, I begged you, which I did, brought you on Don's Rush. Would have let you play Reese's part if you yeah. said yes. In the I should have done place. it in hindsight, you know what I mean? But Reese, like, Reese was a I'm superstar. No, I'm but to, Reese, yeah. Reese was amazing. Yeah. And, and we well, never you know, I, I didn't do been. it because I just thought the show was going to tank, you know what I mean? And but I it's, also, like, it's also, maybe you didn't want to do it. It's also the same thing, insecurity. and, and Well, I mean, always, bro. I mean, do you remember the, like how insecure I was at the beginning of Entourage? It was like. We all were. Do you remember like we went to the fight and Nicole Kidman stopped to say hello to me and I looked down at my shoes? Do you remember that? And I fucking like and everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was hysterical, bro. But I was so I was so beat down pre-like entourage that my confidence was just really low, you know? You know, and, so. and it is, it's a tough thing to understand when you go make a film and do it all by yourself and all of a sudden it's, it's international. The it's and the but it's the town, man. It's the town, it's the culture. It's uh, you know, it's a set you up to fail. It it moves super. But what quickly. excites you now? You got a bunch of pilots you're working on. What, um, what are you excited? I, about? I you know, I'm excited by everything I work on because I'm not like doing shit anymore unless I'm excited by it. But I do accept the reality that I, I can't control the fate of these things. Um, um you know, I do this because this is what I've chosen to do, you know, 30 years ago with my life. <laughs> if I could go back in a time capsule, this might be more of a side gig. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can't and neither can what you. What would be the main so, gig? Because yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking about what the Bro, main gig should be. I, I don't know. Fucking real estate. Anything. You know what? I anything. thought that. I told my fiance that the other day. I'm like, why didn't I, Why wasn't I just a fucking real estate I'm broker? Like, dude, Brandon I'm like, Williams, who, who you all brought on the show. All you are is one set of veneers away from selling a fucking billion dollar <laughs> house that's I mean, brandon a williams year, brandon you know williams I mean? who's one of scott Kahn's friends growing up yeah, yeah, one brandon's of your friends. crushing it man. brandon who was on the show and yeah. i'd have to remember he was he was a cast member on he was on five, five towns. towns right but brandon williams sells 30 million bucks of real estate a year now maybe more but no, he no, might be a, he does he no. does more than that so yeah. i think you know <laughs> right. they were my realtors he sells like 800 million yeah no so, he does, uh, right he does he's, he's gonna call me up tomorrow because he had that real rats voice 30 million i did that on one house last week yeah i think like well, listen, I love Brandon, but but his wife's the G. In the is it? Is it Rainy that's the G? Fuck yeah, man! Brandon's Brandon's smooth. Rainy Rainy's the best. Wow, wow. So, but anyway, and I'll say that right here, Brandon. If you got a problem with it, you know where I live because you did my deal on the house. So come <laughs> over, bro. We'll but I think, I, we'll think settle it. I think it's an interesting thing that that a lot of people well, in this business. Too, you know, no, Rainy's but I'm talking about us. I think a lot of yeah. people in this business they get to it. Rob and I, we have been we have been very successful, but we still have the ups and downs pretty much every That's day. That's what I'm saying. Like and for me, it's been chapters, right? Chapter one was successful. Then I had a low. Entourage started chapter two that was successful. I feel like the pandemic and a lot of the social kind of you know issues we've been going through 
shifted the business a little bit, and that created another, I want to say, like another little vacuum right now, which has been good for me because I've been using that time to develop, but yeah. hopefully we'll, we'll move into another super prolific, productive period. Well, I know? hope it happens. What are you going to do when I call you up and say, hey, Rob, you want to come work on Ramble On? What are you going to do? What's your answer? I'm going to see what kind of money you get. <laughs> I'm going to see what Fox kind of money Ted's got. Yeah, so he's got plenty, by the way. Catfish no, that motherfucker. Heard, That's the right move. It should just be, my answer is yes. Yeah, by the way, no. yeah. I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, and no, then you, no, and then you let your I'm, agent yeah, deal with the deal. That's what I'll fucking do, Ted. I'll say that on air, on tape. <laughs> I'll commit myself to it. Yeah, you, you commit. Listen, Doug knows he could always call me for anything, you know. I'd like to see the pilot. I'd love to see We'll it. show it to I you. I heard it's great, I'll man, send you a you know? link there. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Episode two is great. But um, and, and getting back to it one day with us, because we would rewrite the history, because Rob and I and Larry Charles was right there. We... We had a stressful first year on Entourage, and not because of either of us, just well, because we didn't know what we were doing, and we yeah, were learning well, as we went. You well, know? That, that there's a couple things, right? Like the, we didn't have a process. Not none of I us had ever run a show. Larry had run shows, which was wild because Larry seemed so unorthodox in the way he approaches things. But I guess that's why he mostly just sits down and does it. You right? know what? You know what I wanted to talk about because. I'm doing it now with the pilot. I wrote the second episode of the script, and everybody loves it, but it's thin. And what I was talking about the other day, some of people's favorite episode is the Sherpa episode, episode yeah. four. Uh, yeah. I think four is season one. So I, I think I wrote a draft of a script. That was not in it. And you said, which sounds so ridiculous in 2022, the town was dry of weed. And I remember going, huh? That's hysterical, yeah. And yeah, I remember yeah. going, what do you mean? And you're like, there's no weed in Hollywood. I thought you were fucking with me because I didn't even understand. Oh, I knew that? You knew that. How the fuck did I know that? I have that? no idea. But then I, Larry goes, oh, we should try to weave that into this episode. And I yeah. honestly did not even understand at that point in my life how you could take a finished script and then and add, put a try whole other layer add a sub layer. And what did Larry do? Larry took a cocktail yeah, yeah, napkin yeah. Yeah. and he put that whole thing. There was a yeah. Val Kilmer's first draft of that speech that Larry Charles wrote was seven or eight pages. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And he just went and went, which part of me now, because yeah. I spent a lot of time chopping it down. Right. And there's a lot of people who go, we want more of that, more of that. I probably right. should have left the whole thing because Val was so incredible. Yeah, well, it but should have been on supplementals, right? It should have right. been like on the DVD or something, all the outtakes of it. Um, but it's an interesting thing. Do you is, ever do that? Do you ever take like a, a done script and go, okay. Well, all the time. I mean, I know you don't watch Ballers, but Ballers, Ballers was constantly layering in more stuff because we were servicing so many characters with intersecting storylines, right? So you'd look and be like, oh, we didn't service this character, or you know what, let's put this in there also. So you're just adding layer on layer on layer that's, of it. That's what um, I was up till four in the morning doing for free, by the way. Yeah, well, you're running, you're running a lot of a lot of characters in this new show. In, it looks in a half like, hour. You know? And you remember when we started with, well, by the time the pilot, I guess we had narrowed it down when the pilot was done. When, when Andre started in that first draft, there were like 11 characters. And HBO, I think they realized yeah. they got a guy who has no clue what he's doing. They're like, I don't think there's a half-hour show in the history of television that introduced oh, 11, 11 Oh, I had a bodyguard. I had a yeah. chef. I, had, I don't even remember what else. Yeah. But Ramble On Pilot, which now I'm, I'm honing in that there's really five or six main people, which is the most you can do in a half hour. Yeah. I mean, you could have other characters. Um, but so you, you would do that a lot on Ballers. You'd come in and go, okay, we got to get Troy, who I saw, by the way, I ran yeah. into him a couple of weeks ago with, with Ted at John and Vinny's. Yeah. But um, so you He would... wasn't, so Troy, the thing with Troy is more, and I love Troy, man. He's a brother. Um, Troy 
we would on occasion find really cool little stories for him, like whether he was going home and he was staying with his mom, like little things and, you know, his relationship. But for the most part, he was an extension. He was the deal-making extension of other characters, right? So, but it was really more like Dwayne, Cordry, um, off of the two of them would be like Richard Schiff and Stephen Weber, right, with the business oh, I stuff. Didn't, I didn't even know those guys were regular. Schiff was a regular? Yeah, Schiff, oh, wow. Stephen Weber. We had the fattest fucking Russell Brand was a regular the last no two idea. years. Um, yo, that cast was fucking awesome, man. I would stand yeah. there some days and just be like, I would look at like Cordry Dwayne and Russell Brand run a scene, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm directing these guys. <laughs> I'd be like, this is fucking dope, man, yeah. you know, because I, I loved all those guys. But uh, John David Washington... So John would have his storyline with, like, his family and, you know, Carl, who who was, like, his best friend. And, you know, and then Donovan might have one with Reg. There were just a lot of storylines. And uh, we would just, you know, rev them up. And then it would just be, like, keeping them all driving. So Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. That's my joyous process right now to try to make sure everybody's yeah. serviced, even though... Uh, Nobody's paying me, Rob. You were getting the big dollars on ballers, so. Uh, not really. Like <laughs> underpaid? Yeah, I mean, look, man, I always feel underpaid and underappreciated, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you I know, appreciated you. I and know I, you did, buddy. And I but still do. I, I know. No, I think it was, uh, that, that was a tough show. We didn't do a lot of episodes. You know yeah. how it is, bro. The more episodes you do, the more seasons you do, the more money you make. You know, we, we had a couple of very pricey people on that show. Yeah. You know, that we're, we're getting a lot of dough. So it was, I mean, there was money there, but there's not like, you're not like riding off into the fucking sunset <laughs> or, yeah. flo or floating off into the That's sunset. That's why Rob but was I, so happy to meet that yeah. girl with a brownstone on yeah, Park like, Avenue. Finally. Like, yeah. That was pre-Ballers, man. But Ballers was really the era. We only did Ballers five years. That was the era of me having my kid. Like my kid was born around the time. Uh, ballers, I started dating my son's mother, Sasha, and we had my kid. That was like the run of Ballers. I was never single for a TV show. <laughs> I was never single during Entourage, nope. right? I was married to get, like living with Kelly. And then in that, same thing with How to Make It. I've never, I wouldn't want to be single in, in, at work. <laughs> I like, you want to be focused. Yeah, I want to be like focused. I don't want distractions. I want to be dating people and text, hey, babe. How's your day going? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I love you. want to be able to take somebody for granted all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I'm no, at. That's why I don't want to. I'm back that's in the exact same spot. Like, I'm starting with the brand new thing. kid, the brand new show. And, Bro, it's uh, a it blessing. Of course, a blessing. It's but, a blessing. Uh, but yeah, it's, I have a baby girl who's going to look up at you, daddy. Daddy. I, I can't wait to meet her. But, you yeah. know, it's just you want to, you know, when you have your kids, my kids were young on entourage. You want to, you don't want to miss their moments, you know, and you want to focus. So I'm going to, I'm going to make sure if the show goes goes which i believe it will but uh you want you want to make sure you balance everything so anyway bobby always awesome to see you, you uh, too, man. i'm excited to Thank see you what's next out. for all of us and uh and everybody be careful out there Mr. RP. yo it's so yo, emotionally yo, no yo I, yeah, I, so i had somebody else try to catfish me i'll tell him <laughs> next time i come in man. all right good deal bobby we'll see you soon yes, and uh really for real check out amongst friends if you can get it on Tubi. Tubi, because it's an awesome, uh, it's really an awesome movie. So, and, Thanks, and it discovered Mira Savino. She won an Oscar yeah. a year later because yeah. you're a discoverer. Sure. So, sure. all right, sure. we'll talk later. Thanks,